What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, on this lovely Friday afternoon is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, our sponsor, the media captain, records a weekly podcast. After you get your Giants fix, folks, by listening to us, of course, if you want to learn more about entrepreneurship and what it takes to start a business, along with the latest and greatest online and digital trends, check out the media captain's podcast on Apple iTunes and all the major podcast outlets. Again, that's the media captain podcast. His Twitter account is at the media captain. So, dude, before we get started... I know I mention this all the time, but I can't get over our iTunes reviews. And I texted you about it. Like, <laughs> it's the things people say are incredible. And I, I know everybody's tired of hearing it probably, but um, before we even start, I just want to thank everybody again because it's overwhelming. Um, it seems like I look every day and there's four more that pop up. And, you know, I, I message them to Chris, and then Chris is like, yep, yeah. saw it already. <laughs> so. But, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's uh, crazy, and it's it, it's amazing, Jerry. People are just not put they're just not putting. Hey, guys, uh, nice job. Period. Yeah, <laughs> it's like stories that they're putting writing in there. It's really nice, man. Yeah, like the you know the uh, one guy's like, I don't rate anything, but here here it goes, and then they they yeah. put, like you said, they put in these personal well, stories. It's like awesome. Yeah, it's it's really humbling, man. It really is. I'm glad. Listen, I'm really happy, Jerry, that people like what me and you are doing on this podcast. You know. Yep. Um, I'm happy, man. Um me and jerry are always going to say like it is yeah we're giant fans but we're going to say like it is and people seem to appreciate that you know i think people seem to appreciate jerry that we just don't have an agenda you know what i mean that's exactly right uh we don't have an agenda you know um and, and folks you know we're just not going to just say things to stir up people we nope. you know we're fortunate enough to have a lot of followers and you know when, when we don't have two thousand followers where we're going to make up crap just to try to get followers and all that nonsense you know uh, I think pre- I think people still to this day, Jerry, even the age of social media and all the fake crap that goes on and cable outlets. I think people I will always believe this, Jerry, that people appreciate honesty. Yeah. You know, um, I know there's a segment of today's society that thrives on crap. Um, I never will. I know you never will. Um, so I think people still will and always will, Jerry, appreciate honesty and a little humility. And that's where we're coming from. And. I'm glad a lot of people like it, but yeah, I was gonna say the only agenda is how do I make how do we make this entertaining every two days or every three days, whatever it is. Oh, right? People want it four or five days a week, right? And it's like, wow, like <laughs> I, I, even, I even just talked to you today. I'm like, well, no OTA, so we'll, we'll talk about position battles and things like that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, the only yeah. agenda is for 45 minutes. I just want to make sure it's as entertaining as the last one. That's it. Yeah, and you know what, Jerry? People are entertained by what? By us talking true giant football. Yeah, that's right. That's what they're tuning in for. You know, they don't want to hear about oil tankers getting blown up in, a, you know, <laughs> gulfs. And they want to talk about giant football. And, or, and, yeah, and, or our political, and they want. Or our political thoughts. They don't want to hear. No, I'm not even going to involve that nonsense. I'm, nope. I'm only worried about when Daniel Jones, hopefully Daniel Jones works out. That's what I'm worried about, you know. So, speaking so of, here we are. Yeah, speaking of that, um, a lot of, a uh, lot more chatter. You know, and yeah. after these OTAs, it's, I am so happy that uh, it seems like I'm on the path of 
eating major crow about this kid. And I, I again, I, I will eat it with milk, <laughs> soda, beer, <laughs> vodka, whatever you want me to eat it with. <laughs> but that night that I left the, um, the draft like a four-year-old, um, this is why you shouldn't do things like that. And I remind myself all the time. I'm never going to learn. I'm, I'm 44. But, man, uh, the, the buzz around him is legit. And it's, uh, it's exciting, man. It really is. Yeah, it is. It should be like you know we've like we've reported numerous times. You know the kid seems to be have a, a pretty good you know feel of what's going on playbook wise. Seems to have a lot of talent. A great kid, you know. So we'll see. You know, you know, next step is going to be for him is going to be training camp. Um, and then we'll you know we'll find out where he's at. You know when he starts facing teams. Um, I don't have the first preseason date in front of me. I'm sorry, but whatever that first game is, you know he'll get some action snaps and you know and that's going to be the learning. You know, next learning step for him, man. And hopefully it leads to Jerry. Hopefully it leads to where he's up and ready to roll by September 5th. Is it Jerry opening game against Dallas? Yeah. Um, where he is the number two quarterback. That is the goal right now. I know a lot of people want him to be the number one quarterback opening game. That's not going to happen. But you want him ready to go, right, bud, for the season. Yeah, the um, the first preseason game is the Jets this year. Is it Jerry? Yeah, eight eight. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's not the third game anymore. That's right, right? Yeah, okay. Well, I, I think it's because they play each other too, right? Is that right, right, right. That that that's what threw a little wrinkle in there, right? Okay. And then they, of course, they finish up against the Patriots like they do every year. So it's it's Jets week one, uh, Bears two, Bengals three, Patriots mm-hmm. four, and then okay. Cowboys. No, the Cowboys are September eighth. But oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the fifth is that Thursday night, right? Okay, that's yeah. the opening. Okay, so, um, so he'll get action against the jets and we'll take it from there you know that's that's where he starts to gets the ball rolling man we'll see yeah a lot of exciting oh, things. and he'll have no chance jerry against the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of the game greg williams yeah who now says character matters oh that's weird greg mm. <laughs> character mm. huh okay. culture is more culture is more yeah, important that's, that's than what, strategy yeah that's what it was culture not character i'm sorry yeah culture is more important than strategy oh, mm. okay. okay greg well, culture's important, but guess what? So is X's and O's there, Greg. It's a, it's a little and, weird that he would say that, though, no? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's a very unique guy, Greg Williams. Holy you know? crap. He does the same thing every year. Every team he goes to, Jerry, it's the same act. He goes in there. Everybody loves him. You know, he's intense. He's screaming. He's mother effing this, mother effing that. <laughs> you know, the players want to run through a wall for him. And then you see the defense drop. By the fourth game on, the defense the defensive totals drop like they do every year because Greg Williams is one of those guys not to get off a ramp, but he, no matter what corners he has, he's going to do what he has to do. He's going to blitz. He's going to do this. And uh, you know, but it's going to be interesting over there, but that's for their, that's their problem. So uh, you tweeted earlier, only two giant rookies or that we drafted Mm. remain unsigned, the X-Man and Daniel Jones. So good job by Gettleman getting everybody else signed, huh? Yeah, yeah, I expect Jones to be the last, but you know, with this rookie scale, it'll, it, it, it's going to happen. Sometimes it's such, just some wrinkles have to be ironed out. Uh, you know, I, I expect them in before. Probably Jones will get inked up right before the first night, the first day of training camp. You know, yeah, I don't or maybe see, I don't see him holding out. <laughs> no, no. You know, sometimes you have some, you know, language in contracts, Jerry, that need to be ironed out. Yeah. Like it happened to Sam Donald last year with the Jets. He came in a couple of days late, if I remember right. That's right. And it was some, there was just some little things that have to get ironed out, you know, and that's what will happen with Jones. I'm not saying he's going to be late, but I'm sure it'll come up to the training camp date, uh, maybe sooner, hopefully, you know, and that'll be, I expect the X-Man, he's a third round pick, those, that's all pay scale stuff, and that, that, that all gets worked out pretty quick. 
Um, that's what's great now, Jerry, about the rookie pay scales that yeah, you know, these things say, get worked out. I was going to say even the first rounds kind of like kind of set in stone almost, right? Once you once the yeah, once the four yeah. and five are signed, it's like okay, here, now here comes six. Right, right. It just depends where you get drafted, and it, you know, like Barkley with his numbers last year, and then this year the sixth pick gets their certain amount of money, and the guys, and you know, so it'll all work out pretty quick. Yeah, looking forward to all this, man. It's uh, what are we? June fourteenth. We're about a month and a half away from training camp. Mm-hmm. By the way, I sent out the uh, the, the the Twitter tweet. Uh, the, no, the Twitter tweet. What am I? Idiot? The the questions tweet earlier today, mm-hmm. and um, and I I said you know I I put tweet in capital letters. Tweet is on my mind because I always say email. Send in your Twitter questions by responding to this email. I usually write. So. So, so you being a wise you being a wise guy to the Twitter follow. No, I'm just letting you know? no, I'm letting everyone know that I'm getting it right now and I'm not that stupid. And but uh sixty you know what? sixty responses, wish, by the way. Sixty responses this morning. You know, I wish your dog could, could read I know. where she could say, you know what, Jerry? You're an idiot. <laughs> well, someone sent out the I don't know, there was some t- tweet about dogs earlier, and I sent back my picture and someone wrote, Which one's the stupid one, Jerry? And I'm like, Oh, look at you, nice, nice job. Some people, people listen to us, huh? So yeah, I think somebody's being a wise guy because Jerry, why don't you be quiet with that? I think that's what they're trying to say. Yep. Um, so, like I said, we got a, no. I guess not. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. have a, we have a, about sixty responses. Not all of them are questions, but um, I was going to get into something else uh, before. Yeah, let's I... get to you know what, Jerry. There's Jones. Yeah. There's Eli, and you know what? Let's talk about the other two quarterbacks going into camp next month. Yeah. Um, how you feel about it? Um, I I've mentioned before that Tanny he's looked he's looked really good in this whole season. Well, that was that was uh, a question. So I'll so whoever asked that, um, we're gonna skip your question because we're gonna get to it now. Uh, right. I was looking um, at it before, so I apologize. So basically, we're answering your question now. But go ahead, Chris. So we you know we kind of brought up the last podcast about I think they're going to go with three, and you feel they could go with two. And I was talking, you know, the guy who covers the Giants for the you know Paul team know about it and he thinks hey don't be surprised they go with two also yeah, yeah um i know you you said hey chris that's possible i can see that i really didn't see that and i started thinking about it I said, okay i guess it is possible you know so jerry let's just for argument's sake but yeah they go with three like they did last season uh, obviously eli and jones um and then it comes down to tanny and laletta um your feelings about who survives that I don't even think it's close. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I think this is like, I think this is like, okay. The, 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 the only more obvious, the only more obvious answer to any question pertaining to the giants is who is the starting running back? Like, that's it. I, I if, if you asked me Tanny or Laletta right now, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Alex Tanny makes the team call. Laletta gets cut. That's it. It's over. I don't even think it's, I, close. I don't even think it's close. I agree with you. Um, I thought giving Tanny that two-year deal, like a million per or whatever it was, right around that, those numbers, kind of said something how much Sherman feels comfortable with him as a backup, you know? And how aggravated uh-huh. were Giant fans? With we, get, I, we are a not a fickle fan base. We're an angry fan base right now because of the non-playoff seasons. Mm-hmm. Even the slightest yeah. news like that aggravated almost yeah. everybody. Like, oh, I guess we're not going <laughs> quarterback. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know um, – I think it was a, a telltale sign last season when Tanny dressed for most of the games. Yeah. Not Loretta, right? And we all thought, um, well, a lot of people thought Shermer was being just stubborn, 
but he does like him better. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he does like Tanny yeah. as a backup. You know, trust me on this. He does like him. And I'm not saying he doesn't like Loretta. I'm just saying that he does feel comfortable with Tanny. Don't forget, Tanny has been around a little bit. You know, he... He's, you know, he's been with about five teams, whatever it's been. So he's got a little experience in that quarterback room. Not many, not much experience on the field, but I tell you, Jerry, it's going to be interesting if he keeps two. Obviously, there's the answer to everything. If he keeps three, does Tanny beat the fourth round draft pick of 2018? You know, yeah, I, and I, I and I agree with you, bud. If you right now, if you say Chris, who are you going with? I'm going with Tanny. Yeah, but I could also see Lawletta getting cut and getting picked up by like a. a a Patriots or someone like that. And, sure. And Belichick giving him a flyer. And I suppose they were high on him. There were a few teams that were high on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it just seems like, you know, based on how what you heard last year, right, it was the, the you had the, the speeding incident. But then what came out of that was, well, this wasn't the first time. And you're thinking, oh, no, what, what's wrong mm-hmm. with what's really this kid? Um, so it seems like it's more than just, you know, the one incident last year. And mm-hmm. then he goes in the game and he's 0 for 5 with two interceptions or whatever, or one interception, whatever it was. And you felt like when Shermer was in the presser that, that day, uh, it was at the Redskins game, he was like, well, you saw La Letter, right? <laughs> and, like, and, the, and everybody was just kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't even think right now, unless, uh, you know, Alex Tanny gets some kind of injury, yeah. hopefully he doesn't, uh, I don't even think it's close. I think Tanny is the guy who sticks and La Letter goes. As of right now, I'm going to agree with you, Jerry. Uh, but I could say this, Jerry, that Loretta, suppose that what I'm hearing out of the building, has really worked his butt off this offseason. He, he bought an alarm clock and decided to actually come in on time. Nice. To the building, nice. you know. Uh, I guess maybe he, you know, disregarded the memo that he had John Elway type status where he could just stroll in around, you know, 7 in the morning. I'm good. I'm here, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. Yeah, Um but he's a great – listen, he's not a bad kid. He's a, he's a really good kid. But I think he had to adjust to the NFL life a little bit last season. And um, I, from what I understand, he has. And he's really worked his butt off. And he's looked somewhat decent in his practices at times. And we'll see how it plays out. But right now, I would I would say Tanny, man. I would say Tanny. Yeah, then I know that it's very early and, and he hasn't really played much. But then – if they like Dungy, what do they do with him? He's just somebody who doesn't well, dress I, every week. I or think, what? Yeah, well, he's going to be a practice squad player. We'll see what he do. With, you know, yeah. he's going to be he's going to work out the tight ends. Yeah, and he's going to be a little bit of a project. You know, maybe as a you know as a a wildcat type kid. You know, something like the Saints did. And um, we'll see. But you know what, Jerry? I, I can't even say right now. The kid hasn't been on the field. I know. I know. I know. Hopefully, I high, one of the free agents that we were all high on. Um, but yeah, he hasn't gotten out there yet. Yeah, you know, he's got a little bit of a back issue, and tra- you know, we'll see if he's supposedly going to be healthy for training camp, and then we could take it from there. We'll see what Sherman's, you know, what he has him doing in training camp, how he looks, what packages he's in, and all that. You know, couldn't tell you right now. He's been on, a, he's been riding on, he's been riding a bike on the side. Yeah, yeah. You just wonder so, where they're going to squeeze him if they want to keep him. So, um, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to cover before we get to the questions? We're fifteen minutes in. No, no, I, th- I think that's. Uh, I think we're good. All right, buddy. You said there's a lot of questions, so I guess we should start rolling with that. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, some of them, uh, again, hilarious, very creative guys. Thank you. We're going to start off with a very creative one from Javier Burgos, a buffoon crew member. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very hypothetical question for both of you. If you were drafted by the Eagles in the first round, as passionate Giants <laughs> fans that you are, would you ask for a trade or retire, 
Or would you take the money and play for the dark side? Hashtag buffoon crew. I'll take that first if you want. <laughs> Go ahead. If I was drafted in the first round, Javier, that means I'm good enough to play for almost any team. So I would pull an Eli Manning or a John Elway or a Bo Jackson because Bo Jackson did it as well with Tampa. People forget. Uh, if he was going to get drafted by the Buccaneers, he wasn't going to play. He was going to play baseball. So I would do that. I would pull a, um, yeah, I'm not playing here. I, I don't like it. And I would have Philly boo me all the time, and I don't care. They boo me, they boo me already. Um, so, yeah, I would totally not play for them. However, if I was a seventh-round pick or a free agent scraping along, trying to make a team and the Eagles pick me up, I would choose another profession. Boom. So, no, I wouldn't play for them under any circumstances. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, I would play with the team that drafted me. <laughs> I knew you would, because that's the right thing to do. It's the mature thing. No, not necessarily the right thing, but that that's what I would do. No, yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's, would, the, it's a very mature I thing. would be like, thank thank you for, for drafting me. I'm fortunate to be number one pick, and I, even though I hated this organization growing up, I'm going to have to play with them. Yeah, um... Not me. So there you have it. Um, mm. Our girl Lisa at So Bad Six. From which group are you hoping to see the most improvement from this year? And which group do you think is the most improved? You guys are the best. Thanks, Lisa. So go ahead, Chris. So which group are you hoping to see the most improvement? And then which group do you think is the most improved? I'm hoping to see the secondary and, and the offensive line is the most improvement. Those two. Hopefully, yeah, I, you know? I think. And right, what do I? And what do I think? I can't. Right now, you know, no pads, shorts. The secondary is the most improved. Uh, backup quarterback is the most improved. <laughs> That's an easy one, right? Backup quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Nice. Uh, I, myself a point <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I would hope the offensive line. I mean, that's the the one. I think. It's funny, with all the draft picks we took for the secondary, you would think by default they're just going to be better. Um, but right, you're, right. you're hoping both are, like you said. But I would hope that the offensive line – I'm a little nervous about Nate Solder not um, getting out there yet, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, rightfully so. New York Giants, France. Nice. Overseas. How would you rank NFC's teams from what you've seen so far? Hmm. Hmm. Who's on me? I'll take it first. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, how would I rank NFC East team? I would, I would have Dallas right now in front, number one. Um, Eagles, I guess, and us, and then the Redskins. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I have to flip the top two that you named. Oh, kills me. That team across the river, yeah. then the team with the star on their helmets. But that team, of course, the river is not going to have that good a year that people think they'll get. I hope you're so right, Chris. And then uh, us mm-hmm. and then the Redskins. I think the Redskins are going to be terrible. So okay, no, they got the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, yeah no, they have, the, they have a better quarterback than Eli Manning, according to Nate Burleson. Remember, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Tim Coffee at Jug Big T. Tim Coffee, who has a lot of things to say to us a lot of times, a lot of little snark. But thanks for mm. listening, buddy. Uh, Jerry, Chris, how the hell do you sift through this stuff every week? I've made it like six questions, having fun and making myself giggle. I'm already annoyed. God bless you, Giants. Uh, It's fun, man. Um, You know, 
it's the off season, so you're trying to find any news you can to talk about and see and not overblow anything like the the significance of signing Dexter Lawrence today. Well, okay, it's they're gonna all fall in line. But um yeah, I mean we just love doing this, Tim. It's a, it's a fun time. It's like two guys talking yeah. at the bar. So Yeah, it's not annoying. These questions aren't annoying at all. We we like them. Yeah. Good stuff. Tim, you. I um you know, you could be a little uh, snark in your tweets. <laughs> um so it doesn't surprise me that Twitter questions would annoy you. <laughs> nice, Chris. There you go. I'm sure we're going to hear from him. <laughs> mm. Uh Vin at Chipped Tufus. Good morning, fellas. Well, good afternoon. If you have the time to spare, oh, he's well, he sent it this morning. That's fine. If you have the time to spare, what's your post mini camp final 53? Yeah, uh, bud. Uh, ask us again in August. Yeah, not even go. I'm not even going there yet, bud. Uh, but thanks for chiming in as always, buddy. You're the man. Uh, Tom at Tom Lap 66, another one who writes a new iTunes uh, dissertation every week. Thank you, buddy. Love it. Uh, love it when my phone is blowing up during OTAs and training camp. Great job, Chris. See, Chris, told you. What happened to Thank rookie, you. Thank what you. happened to rookie linebacker Ryan Connolly? There wasn't much information on him at the end. I'll start walking as I listen to your rant. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah, we didn't hear about him this time around as much. I mean, I didn't know if No, he was in the you know, he was with the twos and, and the threes. Um but there's only so much you could really, you know, tell. You could tell some coverage out of the backfield like that. But he's looked pretty good. I mean, uh, from the limited you know, the things that they're doing out there, you know, he's looked pretty good. Like I said, he, in my opinion, right now, uh, Tay Davis, Goodson, and you're going to see Connolly getting reps too. Not necessarily with the ones, but you're going to see him in that mix. And then he may, he might earn his way up to getting some one reps when training camp starts. You know, I. I really believe he's going to be in the – and they're going to give him a hard look, uh, and, you know, and for this inside linebacker position. The kid's got some talent, man. And, and just to prove the point that I said before, that guy Tim responded to Tom saying, Gettleman sent Connolly out to get coffees, and he got distracted by Jets practice because so many footballs are hitting the ground. <laughs> All right, Tim, thanks. Um, yeah. Like I just said. <laughs> El- Elroy Jetson. Hey, nice. A question from outer space. Reese was criticized for his drafts. And his lack of solid players. He could find stars like OBJ and Collins, but missed on players who improved over time. Would you attribute the development of players like Carter, uh, RJ McIntosh, Darius Slayton to drafting or player development? So it's actually a great question, Elroy hmm. Jensen, if that's really your real name. I think Gettleman seems to take, and it's only been two drafts, but when you take Barkley and Hernandez and you take Jones and Dexter Lawrence, you're taking highly polished, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and DeAndre Baker. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're taking highly polished college players who can come in and play right away, I think. Again, Daniel Jones is the exception because of of Eli there. But I think you're taking guys that can jump right in and play. I think the development is um, uh, with guys in the third, fourth, fifth, and and so on. And that's the, the MO, I think, at least, that Gettleman's taking. Maybe... You disagree, Chris, but it seems like that's where like, he's not doing what Reese did, where, where Reese is taking guys like uh, Clint Sintum in the second round or right. Uh, right. even Eric Flowers wasn't fully developed. The scouting report on Flowers was that he has the ability, but he's not polished. Right. So right. Reese took flyers on these guys early, whereas Gettleman seems to take guys that are much safer early on. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. From from big time programs, too. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems that way. Um, 
it, it, it's like a different philosophy too, Jerry. Like Reese like to take a lot of those projects, yeah. you know. Ramsey's Barden. Uh, right. And he liked to build from the outside going in. Mm. And, you know, and where like you just said, Gettleman likes those big time programs safer. And he likes to go from the inside out, you know, yeah. which he should be building, you know. Um that even that, you know, even the Jets' new general manager, Joe Douglas from the Eagles, said the other day, he goes, we'll, we want to build the offensive line, defensive line, and impose our will on people. That's Gettleman's philosophy. And, 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 by, the, and by the way, if, uh, just for <laughs> Jet fans, who, if any of you listen, if Joe Douglas works out for you and you took a vital piece away from the Eagles, thank you. It's the last time I'll say that. But I, I was kind of happy <laughs> at that news when I heard it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I don't like the Jets. Not, no one's here Jets fans, but the right. alternative is Joe Douglas staying with the Eagles and making them better. Chris, I was going to say, you brought up a good point with, with Reese. I actually think in 07 and 08, he did exactly what Gettleman did. He took Ross, Steve Smith, and I'm trying to think about these picks. It was Ross mm-hmm. and Steve Smith in the first two rounds, big programs, right? Texas, USC. In 2008, he took, I think it was Kenny Phillips, uh, Terrell Thomas, mm-hmm. and then Manningham, right? So yeah, Miami, the, USC, and Michigan. Yeah. Right, right. So in those drafts, <laughs> he kind of did that. And then in 09, Hakeem Nix, you know, great pick. And then it went Will Beatty, Connecticut. Mm, okay. <laughs> Clint yeah. Sinton. Um, you know, big-time programs, but these guys were more projects. Travis Beckham, Ramsey's Barden was in that draft. Yeah, and, and, and Jerry, just for the record, um, like people, I can see people saying, well, X-Man is from... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Old Dominion. Okay, but the Giants do not look at him as a project, Jerry. Right. Right? Um, the Giants think they have an established... They think they got a steal with this kid. They think they have a bona fide pass rusher off that edge. So where other draft picks that Reese did over the years was sort of like projects, Right. And I was gonna um, say I was gonna say to your point, he was the fourth pick in this draft, not the not the second, right? So the Giants already had three first round picks that they used, right? So right. I'm I'm even gonna give Gettleman the benefit of the doubt. If you're gonna take a project in the third round, I don't mm-hmm. care because you already took three guys ahead of him. Right, right, right. And, and and you know they don't they don't you know look at this kid as a project, Jerry. They think this kid is legit, right. you know. Um, so um, where there was so many of those you know nonsense project crap. That Reese drafted, you know, where Gettleman doesn't seem to do that. You know, Gettleman doesn't like that project nonsense. You know what I mean? He wants, like, what he perceives to be established kids that could come in and help you. You know what I mean? So. Alroy Jetson with the question of the night. Nice job, buddy. Yeah, Uh, good job. Zach Mahoney at Zach underscore Mahoney 2. Do you think Betcher is on the hot seat this year after a mediocre first year, or do you think Pat Shermer realizes – Betcher did not have all the tools to execute the defense the way his scheme was designed. Go ahead, Chris. No, he is not on a hot seat. Listen, I, I understand. I was disappointed in some things Betcher did last year, but if you look at the talent level on the defense, you know, he just didn't have the pieces that Betcher, you know, to, to make, to do things that Betcher wanted to do. You know what I mean? Uh, they just, so no, Betcher's not on a hot seat. They think very highly of him. Um, now, now, Jerry. Gettleman's getting some pieces in here for this guy. Okay. Yeah. He, re, he, you know, he, the defensive line, um, he, you know, he, he, got, he got a Carter last year. He, he brought in gold and he, his guy, the X-Man, you know, and now he rebuilt the secondary, right? Yep. Via, 
you know, the draft and all that, right? So, you know, he's going to have to progress, Betcha, this year. He's going to have to progress. For him to be on a hot seat next December, these kids are going to have to be healthy, playing pretty good, and the defense is underachieving. Then you can start talking about a hot seat with Betcha. Yeah, I think especially when you look at the cornerbacks we had last year, uh, and like you said, this the overall defense, it's very hard to say um, that he was on the hot seat. I mean, I, I always go back to, like, Perry Fuel. He was here five years. If he wasn't on the hot seat after year three, I, I mean, I don't think any mm-hmm. defensive coordinator is ever going to be on a hot seat right away. So. Right. So he's far from that. Far from that. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Tomlinson. Oh, this is actually a good question. Do you think the Knicks will pursue Durant this offseason? I'll hang up and listen. Listen, I don't usually entertain basketball questions, and I'll get into this in a couple weeks. But I have an in in the NBA, and I've been sure of something mm-hmm. all along for a year now, and I don't think it's going to happen now. <laughs> so, I mean, and this is the point where I'm talking. <laughs> oh, boy. talking to Carl Banks about it. Like, knowing that Banks, <laughs> one of my childhood idols, is a Knicks fan. I- I'm like a, you know... I'm like a little girl with a, with a boy band telling Carl Banks, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. And now it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And a lot of it has to do with Durant's, ace, uh, with Durant's Achilles uh, injury. So I will get into that um, in a couple weeks. So great question. Funny story behind it. Probably my best in, and I'm still wrong. So there you go, Maybe, guys. maybe, maybe. Well, well you're... Uh, uh, according to the person I know, Chris... It's the Nets, so. Well, that's not good because the person you know is very reliable. <laughs> Maybe the most reliable <laughs> you can get. Can't get any more reliable than that guy. So and, uh, and I, I, this is a teaser. I will relinquish this information in a few weeks. So. Right. Uh, as far as Durant, um, I think the Knicks are still going to go for him. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do. Maybe nice. Uh, let's see. Shows you how stupid the Knicks are. Go ahead. <laughs> Ryan Williams. We answered this one last week, but I'm so. Oh, you know what? No, I'll go with this. This is fine. Ryan Williams. At Ryan Williams, 84. If the Giants start off 0-2 and Eli plays poorly, do they make the move to Jones to try and turn things around and salvage the season before it's too late? Or are we really going to wait until they virtually eliminated the CDJ? <laughs> the answer is somewhere in between 0-2 and, and elimination, I think. I don't think it's 0-2. Yeah. But I also think it will not be if they're 0-6. You won't be waiting that long. That's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, don't, I think two games is a little too fast. Frankie the Tank at Romocop74. Guys, I'm not an iPhone user. I get your pod on Google Play. My question is, if I rate you, will you ever see it? Uh, <laughs> Frankie, I don't know, man, but thank you, buddy. <laughs> Tell your friends who have iPhones to go to iTunes and rate it. I have no <laughs> idea, pal. I'm sorry. Uh, don't answer me. You're exiting the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's a good one. Here's a really good one, like kind of historical question. Cody Kaiser at Cody Kaiser. Rank these Giants wide receivers. Ready? Mm-hmm. Plaques. Hakeem Nix, Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard, Victor Cruz, Amani Toomer, Mario Manningham. Wow. Poof. I know who I put first. Victor Cruz, right? Plax. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, man. Barely, but uh, he goes first. Uh, Plax. Oh, man, it's tough, Jake, because Cruz had a good run there, man. Yeah, you know that what? A- you know what, though? He, I love Cruz, <sighs> but he was still the number two. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, it's hard for me to him. not yeah. put Nix too. Even though they were both like, you know, kind of shooting stars kind of thing where mm. they, they got hurt. I would go Plax, 
Knicks. How about Tuma? Yeah, then Tuma. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to – here we go. I'm going to go <laughs> – see, it's hard because in the short time he played, Knicks was dominating. Tumor was never a dominating receiver. He was very good. But he yeah. wasn't like the – He wasn't like dominating. A, he yeah. was a 1A, right? He got better when Plax got there, right? He was good with Hilliard, but he wasn't yeah. – He wasn't Pla- so, all right, here we go. I'm going to say Plax, Knicks, <laughs> Tumor, Cruz, Manningham, Shepard. Uh, wow. It's tough. Yeah. Plax. That's tough, man. Cruz had three of those good years. Uh, you know what? Tuma was good. Decent, like you said, he was good over a long, like a period of time, but never dominating, you know? Yeah. yeah. Nick's had some good years. I, I'm going to go with Plax. Yeah. I, I like that too. I like Plax. Um, wow. That's tough. I'm on. Wow. I'm going to go Plax and, and, uh, Nick's and Cruz. Yeah. And who am I missing there? Uh, yeah. There's Tumor, Shepard, and Manningham. Shepard is And then Tumor. Then Tumor. Um, Manningham. And Sh- I'm going to go Tumor. Did Manningham really? I mean, he had a. Eh, well, yeah, I know he had, he had a, a big. The big catch. He had a good. He, he had a good year. Big he had 900 yeah. yards a couple of years, right? 800 yards. Yeah. Shep's here three years. Never really dominated. He had good years. Um, it's unfair to Shepard because he's got to play in an important yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to go. Let's go leave the top three there. I, I guess I'm going to go with Plax, Knicks, and Cruz. And, and, by the way, it was hard for me to put Cruz fourth because, um, I mean, not to get too personal, but at my father's wake, there was a toss-up in our family as to which jersey to display on the table, Y.A. Tittle or Victor Cruz. He liked Cruz that much. So mm. I definitely have a soft spot for Victor Cruz. So it was yeah. a, little hard, a little hard to put him fourth, to be honest with you. So. Okay. Um, that's why we talk about honesty here that's that's right buddy Um, Mike Holdner at M Holdner are you concerned that both tackles on the O-line aren't getting reps to build chemistry you answer this because you always say like they're not in pads yet Hmm. yeah well um, yeah we gotta get these guys uh, you know Solder's gonna be over there although it affects the whole line. Don't get me wrong. Each piece affects the whole line. But Solder had, has played a whole season on Hernandez. So I'm not really worried about Solder. Now, Remus is a different story, okay? Yeah, if yeah. Remus is really – if he falls behind in camp, that is going to be a concern. Yeah. You know, uh, getting you know, getting in sync with Zeitler and, and Jalapio or Pulley, whoever wins that job. So, yeah, that's going to be a concern if Remus is not ready to go in camp, beginning of camp. Yeah, I just want if, – if Solder shows up, Towards the beginning of camp, I'm okay. But, yeah, man, you got to have chemistry in these old lines. Like, it's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about building chemistry, and I, I need we need Solder there sooner than later. And, and to your yep. point, Chris, about Remmers, yeah, if he's, if he's not where he needs to be, then it's, uh, it's a concern. It's going to be Wheeler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Zach Mahoney, buddy, we, we answered this last week about um... – Jerry, quickly. Jerry, quickly. Yeah. Can I just say something quick before we get to the next question? Yeah. Honestly, Hawaii Wish wins this job. <laughs> Is Big George? Oh yeah, right. He, he he's a mammoth kid. Yeah. Not saying he could almost you know, forget about him. Not saying he can't. You know, not saying he's going to be an NFL starter. I'm just because he's huge. I, I'm just saying he's a mammoth kid and he plays with a nastiness. I hope he wins this job. I'm not saying he is. I don't think he will. I just hope he does. But yeah, me too. Wait till, I, you, wait till you see this kid, Jerry. He is huge. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and he went against Josh Allen, so hopefully that helped him. Uh, and, and it'd be great to have help. A rookie that you drafted late to end up being the, your yeah. starting right tackle. Has uh, to help. Yeah. AFC G-Men at AFC G-Men. 
I know it's early, but where do you rank the Giants relative to the rest of the league? Your podcasts are optimistic, and it's getting me excited for the new season. But how realistic slash likely are the playoffs? Hashtag buffoon crew. What do you think, Chris? Uh, if if the offensive line plays well, that's a big if, right? Yep. And gives Eli the time he needs, and Eli plays well, which he should if he has the time, right? If he if he's able to do some things, I think the Giants have a very good chance of being a wild card team. I really do. I think defense is going to be improved. I think they have a shot at being a wild card team. Of course, there's some big ifs there. You yeah, know, but- yeah. I would say putting a number on it, I give them a forty percent chance of being a wild card team, which is better than it's been in late past year. So, Jerry, three and thirteen is not forty percent. I I've changed, Chris. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, draft. okay, I forgot about I, that. I was right. very happy with this draft. I keep telling you. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm only breaking your chops. No, yeah. you should. I deserve it. Absolutely, break them, break them away. Uh, I always mess your name up, and he's a buffoon crew member, Patel. I'm just gonna the Patel USA. With multiple wide receivers and tight end options to spread out the ball, what do you think will happen to <laughs> Suquan? <laughs> Saquon? <laughs> to Saquon's passing numbers. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that. Will it increase compared to 18 or decrease as more options are available? Hashtag buffoon crew. Thanks, bud. Hmm. What do you think? His passing numbers going? Well, I hope, I hope the numbers decrease. Yeah. I don't want Saquon catching 91 balls. About 58 of them were checkdowns. Yeah. Okay. Let's not forget that. It was Eli with a thousand checkdowns on, on, on Saquon. Chris, I don't want to see that. Chris, 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 listening. They weren't oh, checkdowns. Sorry, they were strategic, Lisa, I will strategic you, screen passes. Right. I'm sorry, Lisa. I'll buy you a nice hero at Will Crown. She knows what I'm talking about. Um, nice. um, you know, so I don't want to see him catching 91 balls. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. 70 balls. The, the, the more the the more the ball is in the kid's hands is better. But I, you don't want to see him catching 91 balls. All right. I, you do want to see it spread around more. So I think it will be decreased this season. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I hope it is. Uh, and I, you don't want him catching the ball too much. You, it's almost like you don't want him to have as many touches as last year. You want him to have his, his yardage to go up, but his touches to go down. So I think the goal would be less yeah. balls in the passing game. Jerry, you know what's key in this? I've talked about this before. Evan Ingram's health. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be key, bud. If this kid is healthy for 16 games, he, there is so many things they want to do with him. Sherman wants to do with him, Jerry. Yep. Um, um, he's going to be used in a lot of different ways. So you have to hope Evan, who's hurt already, right? He hurt his hamstring. He's going to be, he said he's going to be good to go for the camp. We'll see. You know, um, he, his health is going to be key, man. This offense, you know, with him in a healthy Ingram is going to be pretty decent, I think. You know, I know a lot of people, they go, oh, what are you going to do with Odell? But I'm telling you, watch this Ingram kid. But he has to stay healthy, bud. Yep. Um, not going to answer the question because we covered it already. But Luis Justiniano, Brazilian buffoon here. Um, thanks for listening, man. That's awesome. Uh, he asked about Connolly, so we covered that. Pin at mm-hmm. BPIN1582. Oh, Chris, this is right up your alley, buddy. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. How is Julian Love yeah. doing? I was so happy the Giants yeah. drafted him, but I haven't heard a lot about him as camp is going yeah. on. Any news? He's finished. The OTA is very, very strong. Very strong. Um, and he seems to be a kid that got off to a little slow start. He was with the threes, and he moved his way up to the twos, and, and, and he had some nice breakups in the, in the last few OTAs, had an interception, and he played well. So it was a positive sign to see him finish strong. Uh, 
look forward to seeing him in, in a training camp. You should look forward to him. He is a Notre Dame kid, so you know the kid is a respectful, hardworking kid, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it goes without saying. <laughs> I think Justin Tuck will agree with me on that one. Justin um, Tuck. Oh, all the Bavaro, Dick Lynch from heaven. Absolutely. All the all the Golden Domers, buddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, Jerry, just quickly, did you see how how I was breaking Jumbo Elliott's chops on Twitter about his Michigan guy, Harbo? Yeah, that was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I had to do it, but sorry, Harbo's still crying about 2011. So I had to... I had to remind Jumbo about how much he's still crying about that game. Yeah, but um, it, it's funny. Like, these colleges, it, it's funny with the, with these athletes. It seems like the, they're almost sometimes, I would say, more loyal to the college than the pro oh, teams. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Banks is. I think if you said the Banks, Michigan State Giants, I think it's a toss-up. But Jumbo was mm. like, oh, no, Michigan. All Michigan. So, <laughs> I can't believe we, you, like, shoot the crap with – Jumbo Elliott, right? Like, that's hilarious. And he was liking it, so he wasn't arguing me about it. He was just, like, surprised. He was, really? He's still crying about that? Oh, yeah, John, he is. A <laughs> um, couple more. Austrian Giant, thanks for the shout-out. Appreciate that, man. Thanks for listening. Will, oh, here we go. This is for me. Will Aloha. I don't know his last name. I'm sorry, buddy. Heading to Nashville for a long weekend. <laughs> Any recommendations? Where'd you go to escape <laughs> the rain when you left the draft early? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. I went back to the hotel to sulk like a little baby. Uh, yes, I would say the Whiskey Kitchen is an excellent place to go. There's also the, um, that, that main strip is a lot of the, like the, it's almost like a Times Square. So it's cool to be there, but the restaurants there aren't where people in Nashville go. Whiskey Kitchen's good. And there's a place called Arnold that's almost cafeteria style. It's, it's ridiculous. So I would say those two will. And uh, yeah, I, after I, I ran home in the rain, I just sat in my room and um, basically cried. Uh, I want to get to a couple more good ones. Oh, here we go. Frank Seattle, your boy. For Jerry, LT's first number with the Giants. Oh, come on, Frank. It's 98. Give me a break. Don't try me. For Chris, what happens in baseball when the ump determines there's a tie on a play at first base? I'm kidding, Chris. Who are your favorite all-time Giants? <laughs> what was that, Jerry? What happens in baseball? What? When there's a tie when there's a tie on a play at first base. I'm kidding, Chris. Kidding. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. Was there a play with the Red Sox? I have no idea why you even asked that. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. I like, how, I like how Frank breaks your stones. It's pretty funny. Oh, okay. Um, just, just remember that, Frank. <laughs> just remember that. Who are your all-time... All right, so Chris, uh, this one's to you. Who are your all-time... Same guy? Yeah, th- he's asking like three questions, but he's what funny. What was he asking? So, 15 questions? He's funny. Oh, I like, he's your relative. Hang on. Okay, go ahead. Who are your all-time favorite Giants to cover? One offense and one on defense. That's a good question. Go ahead. Um, defense, Mike Thomas, absolute gentleman. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, you know, became, you know, actually a pretty good friend of mine, a really good dude. I like him a lot. Um, on offense, um, Sterling Shep. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I was going really, shocked a, if you didn't name him. Yeah. Shep is a really good dude. He actually talks personal stuff with you too, uh, family stuff. Anything like that? Not afraid, you know. If he kind of trusts you, he he has no problem talking about things in his family and stuff like that. So, yeah, Chef's a really good guy. We like him a lot, and so um, yeah, those two right now. We have time for two more. I'm going to give Big Blue VCR a shout out because that guy puts up more old clips than anybody. It's like a dream. Look at he's almost like he's been he for me. He's almost like back after this, where back after this keeps putting out um, 
Francesca's stupidity. This guy keeps right. putting out old giant games all the time. So it's excellent. He's an excellent follow at Big Blue VCR. We all know Saquon <laughs> is a three down back, but the Giants have had a history of some great third down backs. Galbraith. Oh, man. Moment of silence. Megat, Tiki at first. Do you see Perkins or anyone on this roster playing that role? Great question. Uh, I think that's what they would like, but the problem is Saquon's so good that you you, you really can't take him out, right? Chris, what do you yeah. think? I mean, it's like third and yeah. two. Are you yeah. really going to take nah, Saquon nah. out and put in Yeah, he's not going anywhere. So, yeah. Uh, now, Saquon, uh, he's not going anywhere. So, he's, yeah. The only time he comes out, he needs a blow, you know, to give him a series off, you know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was Michael Sarah who asked the Laletta Tanny question. So, buddy, we covered that early on. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find one more good one. Mike Ileggio, who has not chimed in in a while, so I'm going to read his. First time, long time. Nice. Do you guys have some under-the-radar underdog players in mind that you'd like to see have a breakout year for the G-Men? Don't know why, but I'm really rooting for Corey Coleman and some others. I'll hang up and listen Hashtag buffoon crew. I got one. Yeah. Benny Fowler. Benny I, Fowler. It just would not shock me. I don't care. I, everybody can laugh. It just would not shock me if he got like six, 700 yards this year as like the fourth receiver. <laughs> I tell you what, man, if you, if that happens, that would be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. Um, for Breakout. Yeah. Uh, I don't, nah, I don't, you know, Saquon. No, nah, I don't really see anybody. I'm hoping Coleman, Jerry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm hoping Coleman is that legit third and he has a very good year, you know, for Eli or, you know. Um, so that's what, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm hoping him. One more. Back of the blue at NJ Resistance. It's <laughs> a great name. You guys have raved about the Zeitler trade. It was great. But how much of that value did the Browns set this way? Do you – oh, my God. What? How much of that <laughs> – Okay. Basically, did the Browns send Zeitler over as an attempt to prime the pump for the Beckham deal? Very good question. Not worded the best way, back the blue, but excellent question. Also glad to hear you got another sponsor. My son's outgrow hoodies at a blistering pace. Hashtag hoodie crew. Nice. Well done, back the blue. Do I think so? Do we think that the Zeitler trade was done by the Browns in order for them, uh, that the Giants might deal with them on the Beckham deal? Hmm. Well, I tell you what, they didn't want to give up Zeitler. Uh, Gettleman had a Gettleman insisted on that he had to be part of the trade. And the Browns it wasn't like the Browns said, "Okay, listen, we'll give you Zeitler and so and so." Oh, Duffo, you know, no, no, no. Gettleman, you know, wanted Zeitler. Uh, excuse me, Zeitler. Um, Browns at first said try to work him another guy. Um, Gettleman insisted on Zeitler, and of course, we all know what happened. The deal worked out. So I, you know. They, you know, they're saying the Browns, hey, you know, we wanted the Austin Corbett kid in there. We want to work them in, so it was no big deal. Um, but Gettleman insisted on Kevin Zyla, and he got his man, you know, so. So I'll go one more because it's a good question. I don't know how to pronounce his name. H-E-I-N-E, Heine. I don't know. Heine Peterson. Hey, guys, which sports bar in Manhattan has the most buffoons, parentheses, real giant fans on a regular basis? And is the best place to eat and drink during Sunday. Yeah, dude, Manhattan, zero. They're all going to plays. It stinks. I, I would... Nah, well, there's there's a good Giants bar on the east side, Jerry. Uh, which one? 
uh, the East, the East End Bar and Grill. Okay, there you go. Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I, I would just say I would go to North Jersey if I'm going to a Giants bar. That's all. Well, he actually he exits by Manhattan, right? I know, but I'm saying oh. that it's a path ride over or a ferry ride. Um, I, 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 all I could think of was that maybe maybe the dude likes to go to. I don't know. Maybe he. No, you're he's right. Looking for something. Again, I jumped the gun. You're um, right. Um, that's what I could think of. Maybe he wants to be in Manhattan. I don't know. Whatever. But but if you know, I'm pretty sure it's still there. I know it has a, a reputation for being a Giants bar on Sundays. Uh, the East End Bar and Grill over by first and I think it's 86, 87, 88, something right around there. Um, I'm sure it's still a Giants bar. So if you're ever in Manhattan, look it up. Um, you know, you know, Jerry, these Manhattan bars they have like all different teams have a bar, you know. I know that's what I mean. That's why it's I get wild, sick. right? I get sick over it. it. You can tell by my response. Why it's do you like, get why do you why do you get sick over that? Because it's kind of it's stupid. Like there's a I go I walk down the street, there's a Chiefs bar. Oh, okay, cool. The Chiefs are here. Awesome. Oh god. But there is a great bar. Uh, by the name of Foley's. That's cool. Yeah, Foley's yeah. too. A lot of memorabilia, and I actually buy my socks. And you own there. it, right? Don't you own part I, of it? I buy my socks there because they say Foley's on them. I, I never I never lose them. So there's that. There's that, buddy. Great job, they, everyone. I love these questions. Fo- but Foley's is still there, right, Jerry? Oh, yeah, it's, it's still awesome. a big... Yeah, it's got yeah, the, uh, yeah. the old time, like uh, PJ Clark's got the old urinal. Uh, with the ice in it, so the the shirt says I melted the wow. ice. Wow! Yeah, nice. Yeah, they still got the Marty Bodeau jersey up in there. Uh, they have everything, Chris. I don't really pay attention yeah, okay. to the Devils gear. Oh, that's that's okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to ask that. It's okay, it's fine. Uh, anything else, pal? This was a fun one. They're all fun, but this was fun. Isn't Jersey people supposed to be Devil fans? You are a Jersey guy. They are. You're not a you're not a New York guy, so no. But what, when you, you, you can't know. stick a team in the middle of New York and Philly and then be like, okay, everybody root for them now, so. You know, my, my, my old man was Rangers, and they brought the Devils in 1980. So it was like, well, they were the Colorado Rockies, right? So then, mm. yeah, I was uh, Rangers, unfortunately. It's the only team. Um, it's the most painful team of mine to root for, by far. What do you mean? It's what a, do you mean? It's a tough, they bring you the most pain? Yeah, it's a tough go being a Ranger fan. Well, you've been in the playoffs a lot. You had the yeah, one cup but it's 25 very, years. It's cl- <laughs> one cup 25 years ago. Yeah, thanks, for it. It, It's very <laughs> tough to – even when you get there and you just know that you're relying on one guy to get it done and it's just not going to happen. My, well, my easily my most painful team that I root for. You guys are rebuilding. So, you know, you're yeah. trying to do, you know what? Davidson's a good hockey man. You I got him over there now. Back. So yeah, I think you guys would be all right down the road. Anything else, pal? No, that's it. Um, that's it, but um, enjoy your weekend, man. Everybody enjoy your, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, everybody. If you want to order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to magster.com for a digital sub. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Also, download the app, Giant Insider, from the App Store. As always, great job, buddy. And remember, everybody, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.